Thank you so much for joining us here on the Fearless Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and I am so grateful to have all you listeners listening in and supporting the podcast and getting this wonderful information out to you guys. So we've gotten a lot of great feedback. If you like what we're doing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. And if you want to see this in video, you can head on over to our YouTube channel, Fearless Health Podcast, and please subscribe and say hello. Let us know if you want to hear any topics or if you want to hear about anything in particular, we would love to do that show for you. Today, I have an amazing guest, and I think that this topic is so important. I get a lot of questions in my treatment room about sexual health, but it tends to be the last thing people ask about, and they tend to be a little bit of shame, shameful when they ask about this, about dry vagina or what's going to happen when you go through menopause or impotence and um, also having trouble maintaining an erection. The list goes on and on with sexual health. And sexual health is so important for our overall health and well-being. And today I have a wonderful expert. Her name is Susan Bratton, and she is a champion and advocate for all of those who desire passionate relationships. She is considered the Dear Abby of sex. Susan's fresh approach and original ideas have helped millions of people of all ages across the gender spectrum transform sex into a passion. She has been married to her husband, Tim, since 1993. She is an author, an award-winning speaker, and a serial entrepreneur who teaches passionate lovemaking techniques to her fans around the world. She has been featured in the New York Times and on CNBC and the Today Show, as well as appearing on ABC, CBS, the CW, Fox, and NBC, as well as The Marriage Magician. Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. Susan, thank you so much for being with us here today. I'm super excited to have you. There have been so many questions. People are pouring in with questions when they heard that I was interviewing you. So super psyched to just dive right into it. So let's just get started. So I would like to know about intimacy, relationships, and then, you know, in the bedroom, how intimacy is really affecting what's happening in the bedroom in a couple, in a relationship. Sure. Well, first of all, I really want to tell you, Dr. Ann, that you've done a fantastic job coming up with a list of questions that I seldom get asked and wish I would. Wish I would. Uh, so uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to cover a, a lot of ground in this conversation, which is great. So, uh, with regard to intimacy, one of the things that I like to think about is that I, I, I'm going to in this conversation today, use a fair amount of generalities. I'm mostly going to talk about him and her rather than try and stumble through the gender pronouns and gender spectrum. I'm just going to go with the masculine, feminine, the, the penis owner and the vulva owner to keep it simple and straightforward. That being said, I am fully supportive of everyone's gender expression. So um, I just I just really like to get that out there early on. The second thing is that I'm going to make a lot of generalizations about the difference between the masculine and the feminine, because I think when you draw the contrasts and you understand that you're not 100% one or the other, no one is, but you see the polarity in the answer, then you can say, oh, I see what's going on. This is why I'm frustrated with my husband or why my wife never wants me for sex. Uh, it, it, when you start to think about things from the physiological perspective of masculine testosterone dominant, feminine estrogen dominant, feminine estrus on a monthly cycle, 
even after menopause, we're, we're, we're women that run with the moon, <laughs> the wolves and the moon. And the masculine is on a daily cycle. So he gets his, um, he gets his uh, erection first thing in the morning. He's horny every day. It's like incessant horniness for him where ours kind of ebbs and flows and those kinds of things. And also how the masculine wants to be touched and made love to and how the feminine prefers to be touched and made love to. Let's call that the patriarchal and the matriarchal view of sex that's so driven by our biology and our history being homo sapiens on this planet evolving over time. That start, that sets a good kind of leveling for us with this conversation because the boys and the girls, they're very different. And very. if you don't understand <laughs> the boys and the girls, you get really pissed off at each other. <laughs> true. It's so true. <laughs> so now having said all of that intimacy, here's what happens. Uh, and I'm going to talk about this in construct of a long-term monogamous relationship because that's when the rubber meets the road. It's all well and good if you have a new partner every six months, but getting into as few as four months and as long as four years after the start of a new relationship, the honeymoon hormones wear off and you start, especially the female body, Davis, we start getting a little bit Bored. For the masculine, the ultimate pleasure is getting his penis inside her vagina. And so he wants to do that immediately. Also, he has all this erectile tissue in his penis that benefits from something called hemodynamics, which you learned in medical school, which is blood flow. But the thing is that women have the same amount of erectile tissue in our vulva, in our genital structure, our urogenital structure, as our male-bodied partners, but it doesn't go boing. So he's always ready before we are. He can't understand why we're not horny every day and why we don't just want him to immediately enter us as fast as possible because that's what he wants to do. That's what his body likes. So where the problems come in is you get bored. He's doing the same old thing because it feels great to him. You don't have orgasms from intercourse. You're only having, I'm just grossly generalizing here. You're only having orgasms with your vibrator on your clitoris. And after three or four years of having intercourse as close as you like to be to him, if you're not basically having orgasms the entire time, it's really getting boring for you. You're not feeling fulfilled. You're not having satisfaction. And I'm, I'm doing these gross generalities, but there, you can hear the common, you know, the common experience in this. And then the other issue is that um, because we've been socialized as women that we're not really the instigators of sex. We really like it when our male body partners are the ones who instigate. They, they romance us, they woo us, and they give us massages and they rub our feet and they tell us we're beautiful and how much they adore us and how sexy our butt is. And, you know, they take us on romantic experiences. And after four years, they're not doing that anymore. What they're doing is touching us all the time to get sex and we're getting annoyed like dude <laughs> what happened to the foot rubs and the romance when was the last time you bought me flowers you know that kind of stuff and for him he's like why do you need all that don't you just want me to put my penis in your vagina doesn't it feel incredible to you so and then when you say you know i'm not really in the mood he's like She's always rejecting me for sex. And then he starts to shut down, emotionally shut down. He starts, you know, to pull away. And then you're like, what happened to this amazing husband I married? Why is he such a turd? <laughs> and it's all because we're different and we don't really understand that. We just get into these marriages and then we're like, oh my God, what did I do? So 
now I can tell you the answer to how to fix all that. And it's very, very simple. The first thing is that um, women probably come to you all the time, I would imagine, and say, I have a low libido. What do I do? Am I correct? All the time. Every I think day, I think it's one long. of the first things to go um, when someone's health is waning. Exactly. Well, and, it, and it is because your libido is um, a litmus test, a thermometer of your overall health. And a lot of women say, oh, it's my hormones. I'm not horny anymore because of my hormones. When actual fact, you're filled with toxins. You've got a mold problem in your house. You have been eating processed food. You're low on boron, magnesium, calcium, you know, like you're just not, you're not getting enough <laughs> You didn't get enough sunshine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can't, uh, and, and what's interesting as well is that uh, in addition to your hormones kind of falling off a cliff around 40, your ability to produce nitric oxide follows that exact same downward trajectory. And nitric oxide production, we actually have three fault-tolerant redundant nitric oxide production systems in our body because it's our lifeblood, literally. What it does is takes our vascular system and our vascular system has tone like a muscle and it squeezes and relaxes. And that's what the nitric oxide is, a gaseous signaling model, that molecule that squeezes and relaxes our blood so it can send it to our brain when we're at work, to our belly when we're digesting, to our genitals when we're making love. And for so many women, they they equate dryness, vaginal dryness, with lack of hormones, when in actual fact, it's lack of blood flow. It's the loss of nitric oxide, not the loss of estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, pregnenolone, oxytocin, cortisol, thyroid, but you need all those things too. So going back to your question of how can I make my intimacy work? Number one, obviously your listeners are coming to a functional medicine doctor. So you are helping them detox, sweat, get things moving, get the biome, get the gut microbiome moving so that they're getting good poos and, you know, they're, they're going in saunas or they're working up a sweat every day. So they're using their detoxification systems. So then their hormones are being able to be made, which is great. Adding in a nitric oxide supplement is very, very important in the process to self-lubricate, it actually uses your blood plasma to seep through the walls of the vagina to lubricate. So if you're dehydrated and you're losing nitric oxide production, you aren't lubricating. And so one of the best things you can do is, is, is to start to take a nitric oxide supplement so that one, you're working on your libido, which is your health. Your he when your health comes back, your libido will come back, except if you have desire issues. And by desire, I mean, how do you feel about yourself? If all you do is criticize your big fat ass all the time, you're not going to feel sexy. When you begin to love yourself for the frail human being on this planet for such a short time, and all the love you have to give and your self-criticism is holding you back from giving and receiving love and you short circuit that bullshit and you start loving yourself, then you can also start loving your partner and you can start feeling desirable and desired. That's very important. And then arousal is the piece that we really get into trouble about because of this difference between him being ready to go right away and us being pressured to have too much sex too fast, intercourse too fast, because we didn't get our own erectile function going on. And I'd like to just finish off this piece by saying two things. Number one, we're going to talk about female orgasm. We're going to talk about um, a lot of different types of orgasmic pleasure because 
women especially, but men as well, need to understand that we're playing with two cards of a 52-card orgasm deck. And there's a lot of pleasure to be had of all sorts, no matter what your health issues. Even more important when you're not healthy to continue to have good orgasmic pleasure. So I want to give you some clues about that and talk about erectile function. But what will fix the boredom, the monotony of monogamy, the frustration of your husband or partner going too fast and not giving you enough time is to slow way down and get the stimulation that you need to feel ready and wet and desirous of being penetrated. And by and doing that is actually trying, setting lovemaking dates where instead of it just being about him getting inside you, it's about learning how to do yoni massage, which is, uh, yoni is another word for the vulva. Um, we don't, sec, us experts, we don't call it a vagina because the vagina is just the birth canal. And that's really, um, you know, in some people's view, the patriarchal view of our genitals, because they're only, they only care about the thing they stick their penis into and the entire urogenital system, including the external uh, skin is called the vulva, but vulva is a nerdy word and it doesn't even really sound good. So I like the word yoni and a yoni is a sans, a Sanskrit word for the female genitals and the analogous for a man's penis is the lingam. I like yoni and lingam. So slowing way down and getting your yoni played with and stimulated so the erectile tissue gets full of blood and you get your own erection before moving forward with sex, you know, plenty of foreplay. We need full body touch, foot rubs, our hair stroked, kissed, adored, appreciated. We need lots of yoni massage, oral pleasuring before penetration. Because every woman has the ability to have orgasms from intercourse. You are not just the kind of woman who can't. You just need to know how to do it. And you are also able to experience all kinds of orgasms, including female ejaculatory orgasms, which every woman can have. They're your birthright, and they're really, really a beautiful experience. So there's lots of kinds of orgasms you can have, and you can start to learn how to have them with your partner or through solo pleasuring if you don't have a partner. And when couples start to do you know, I like to say couples that play together stay together, especially in the bedroom. When you start to look at lovemaking dates as something to look forward to because you're going to practice a new skill, you get to teach your old dog some new tricks because he'd be happy doing the same old thing almost all the time. But you need a lot more variety, variety plus safety equals desire. If you don't have variety and it's just safety, it's boring and you don't have desire. If you have only novelty and variety, a little danger, but no safety, that's scary. And so learning new things, new sex positions, role play, um, orgasm techniques, these kinds of things are what keep a sex life doing what I call getting on the upward pleasure spiral instead of swirling down the drain. So it's literally learning new things together, planning and learning new things together so that you can keep getting better in bed together. Mm -hmm. You made some incredible points. Um, The first point that I really want to go back and revisit is when a woman comes into my office and they have dry vagina, they're like, uh, and I'm like, do you have any other symptoms? Dry vagina. <laughs> it, it, they, it, it's like this last thing that they'll sort of bring up and they're really quiet about and they don't think anybody else is experiencing this and they think yeah. that they're on their own and they think it's very embarrassing. And I'm like, have you ever heard of anything like this? I'm like, all the time. <laughs> yes, I've heard of it. A lot of people have this going on. It's very easy to fix. We will address it. It's totally fine. But this is a really important piece to address because if you have dry vagina, 
it creates sex as a trauma because it's so painful and uncomfortable. And why would you want to have that or deal with that? The other interesting point, I think, um, with the yoni massage, I think that that's great. I am curious, have you heard of people releasing trauma through that massage that have had a history of past sexual experience? Because I've had folks that have told me that, you know, because I think that that's a very powerful method. Um, but they have told me that they released trauma in that. And I think that maybe that's an important piece to bring up so that you're not surprised. <laughs> and you've seen that as well, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, a lot of the genital massage, the yoni massage, that is specifically for trauma release work is in the G-spot area. And the G-spot's not actually a spot. I hate the name G-spot. And it's <laughs> technically your urethral sponge. It's a spongy, new, like, you know those pool noodles that the kids play with, those extruded long tubes, uh, those pool toys? Do you know totally. those things? Mm -hmm. Those, uh, that's what your urethral sponge looks like. It goes from your bladder all the way out the exit at the face of the opening uh, below your clitoris and above the vaginal opening. The vaginal opening is called the introidal sphincter. And then you have the urethral exit where the pee comes out and the ejaculate comes out. It comes out of the same tube that whole spongy tissue all the way around the urethra is up. If you go inside your vagina on the roof of your vagina, the sponge starts at the opening to your vagina, kind of dips down there and then goes back up towards your bladder. And that spongy tissue on the inside, about one finger in, uh, it's like the first part of the finger to the knuckle, the tip of the finger to the knuckle, that spot right inside the opening of the vagina on the roof. That's the G area of erectile tissue, and it holds and stores a lot of traumatic um, emotion. And when you have G-spot awakening, it can start out very hard and ridgy. And as it's massaged lovingly with oil by a partner and you release and you open and you do what's called birthing your orgasm by pushing out and opening and breathing deeply into your womb, you begin to release. You can, you'll cry, you'll cackle, you'll howl, you'll roar. Uh, sometimes afterward, you'll just sob. But what I can tell you about that is that as you move that energy and move through that, that G area will soften, you'll release, and you'll never go back through that again. It's, it's weird. When you let it out, when it's out, you then starting, start experiencing incredible pleasure being touched up in that spot. There's lots of spots in the vagina that are really good touch spots. And uh, if men would understand that their penis actually looks like a tongue, it, it sticks out of their body, it goes into their body, and it goes down like this. It looks just like the structure of the tongue does in the mouth. Um, if they thought about their penis as a tongue, instead of just a piston that they're <laughs> pounding us with, which hurts our sphincter muscle, most men are circumcised, so they don't have any slip to their penis. So we take a beating and that's because they just don't know. They, they watch too much porn and they see it in porn and they think that's how to have sex and it's not. And so we're the ones that kind of suffer from that. We get that trauma. We get uh, friction pain. We have lack of lubrication. We get nervous. We get performance anxiety. We're worried about orgasming. We have all this buildup because we're the ones who are kind of in on the receiving How do we stop that performance anxiety, that anxiety around, you know, wow, okay, I need to have an orgasm now. I need to do this now. We've got to hurry up. You know, I've, you know, he's on the verge, et cetera, because women, I have heard this over and over and over again from women that they don't feel satisfied at all when they're having sex with their partner. They want to, they feel like they should be getting there faster, but they're not. So 
how how do we as women change, you know, our thought process with this and, you know, I think educate our men on this? Yeah. A lot of it is educating our men, Dr. Anna. You, you said that very well. And uh, they need to understand how our body works and how it's different than, the, than theirs, how delicate and sensitive it is, how lightly we can be touched for pleasure, and how much slower they need to go how much more time they need to put into genital massage and oral pleasuring for us. And um, that we don't owe them an ejaculation. We don't owe them anything. We, it should be where you have the ability for your partner to pleasure you to such levels that you're begging him to enter you. And when he does it feels so magnificent. I didn't have an orgasm from intercourse until I was 42 years old. It almost destroyed my marriage. I almost, my husband and I almost divorced over it. And we said, my God, we're best friends. We love each other. We have a beautiful daughter together. We're great parents. We're great partners. Our sex life is our just, just as our problem. And we did a lot of sex workshops. We went to a lot of therapy. And we realized that we'd been making love in this patriarchal way. And we just started slowing down, doing yoni massage, doing an expanded orgasm practice, which we'll talk about during the orgasm conversation. And um, I finally got the quality of pleasure that I needed to do what I like to call crossing the gasm chasm, <laughs> you know, the orgasm gap of 95% of the time men can orgasm from intercourse and maybe half the time some women can, right? That's the gap, the delta between us. And so that's when I realized that penetration orgasms for most women are actually a learned skill, just as things like female ejaculation are a learned skill. Some women do it naturally. They naturally can do it. Most cannot. So we benefit from learning and allowing our bodies the opportunity to do that. So when you are feeling that performance anxiety, when you are having unsatisf unsatisfactory sex, what you need to understand is you're not doing your husband a favor by doing that. When you're giving him mercy sex, he knows it. When you're not coming, he's bummed out. You need to break the cycle of bad sex and start learning how to have good sex together. One of my most successful online programs, I'll make sure you get a copy of this too, Dr. Ann, is um, a video collection called the Steamy Sex Ed Video Collection. And it's over 200 advanced lovemaking techniques that start with um, a sensual massage, then erotic massage, then oral for her, oral for him, lovemaking techniques, sex positions, all heart-connected, conscious lovemaking, the antidote to pornographic sex. And they have been so popular with women. Women have said to me, this is how I want my lover to make love to me. Thank you so much. We watch these together. One of the emails I just got from a young woman who had been married for 10 or 11 years. She got out of her marriage because her husband basically treated her like a masturbatory tool. She never had orgasms from intercourse and she was very angry and upset with him. She divorced him. She got a new boyfriend and she said, could, could we watch a steamy DVD together at your place? And could I practice on you? She wanted to learn how to give pleasure, oral pleasure to him. And he was like, of course I want to do that. And so she followed along with the video as he laid there giving her positive feedback. And she said, for the first time in my life, I felt like it was my pleasure to give. And I was getting encouragement for learning and giving pleasure. And she said it was just such a breakthrough experience for me because I'd never wanted to give my husband that pleasure. I was angry at him. But my boyfriend, I want to learn how to fully receive. And he has opened me up 
He gives me genital massages. He does all of the things that you teach. He makes every lovemaking date so special for me. And she said, I'm just, I feel like at 46 years old, I'm, I'm having what I should have had in my 20s. I'm finally getting. And I hear that over and over. Women in their mid-40s are the ones who are like, if not now, when? And so entering into that relationship with your husband where you're not walking on eggshells around him anymore. You're like, it's, it's not working for me. And I can't keep going on like this. We need to get some skills together. That really, that break state makes a big difference. Yeah. And I think another common question I hear is, for from the men and let's go to the men for a second is they can't last as long or they might be struggling with like impotence Mm -hmm. um you know and and they will especially struggle with that i mean sometimes some of these are more traumatic and they're more consistent but a lot of times they can be around trauma or around you know their partner or they don't feel like they're performing as well etc and so they get they get some performance anxiety can you speak a little bit about that for the fellows out there yeah i am um i am deeply it, uh, knowledgeable about erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, delayed ejaculation, loss of sensation, Peyronie's disease, prostate issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We think that the women's genitalia is delicate, but the men's genitalia is delicate as well. And they also have a lot of performance anxiety. One in four men suffers from what they feel is premature ejaculation. They can't last as long as they want to. And most of that comes from a combination of anxiety and um, poor masturbation habits, uh, furtive quick masturbation, which, you know, the thing that if women understood that men need to masturbate every day, they need to keep their sperm topped off. They, a lot of women aren't driven to masturbate every day, but men are. They're biologically driven to do it. And so they have to hide it in their own home. And so then they end up doing it quickly, which exacerbates the premature ejaculation issue. And then he can't stay in, stay hard long enough inside her for her to actually relax enough to achieve the pleasure she's capable of. So it's definitely one of the biggest issues between couples. I have a program called Multi-Orgasmic Lover for Men, which teaches men a me breath technique, which is uh, pelvic relaxation combined with some breath breath work and some PC muscle control, the pubococcygeus muscle, that um, gives men the ability to have what I like to call ejaculatory choice, the ability to have a climax when they want to and, and not worry about coming too fast. Men also think that their ejaculation is connected to their orgasm, that they have to ejaculate every time they have an orgasm. That's, a, that's a, just a misunderstanding that's promulgated through our culture. Uh, the, and, and when we talk about female ejaculation, you'll see that the systems of the body that create the ejaculatory pressure and expulsion of the ejaculate are a very different system than the actual orgasmic pleasure system. Men can learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation. They can have multiple full body orgasms. And when a man, when a man stops worrying about coming too fast and he can be present in the moment, not worried about the future or catastrophizing about the past, when he can be present with you and show how pleasurable it is to be with you. It's a game changer for you as a woman sexually, because when you see that you're creating this incredible pleasure for him, it's like a tuning fork. You you begin to resonate that same harmony of pleasure back and it, it increases your orgasmic pleasure. So the that's the PE. And then delayed ejaculation happens to men often from neuropathy, from diabetes, uh, from atrophy, from lack of blood flow, from vascular issues that also lead to erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction is primarily blood flow. So starting with nitric oxide supplements immediately when you begin to get a little bendy during sex, and then using a combination of gains wave, gains wave, uh, and the equivalent for women is femi wave, gains wave knocks the plaque off the penile arteries and stimulates new tissue growth, reverses atrophy and gets the blood flowing in the penis again so that it can get, use those hemodynamics to get fully erect. 
That in combination with PRP, platelet-rich plasma, injections into the, into the corpus cavernosum, the spongy tissue in the penis, reconstitutes the penile tissue with your own healing and growth factors. And then using a vacuum erection device, I literally have one sitting here. I'm always doing show and tell. Um, this is the one I like. It's called the Whopper. It's a hand Thirteen weeks, and a guy will really—that's like the the poor man's gains wave—is just using a penis pump, the Whopper. I've written a book on it. It's at PumpingGuide.com. Um, how you use a penis pump to reinvigorate and reverse the atrophy and begin to reverse the the ED. So there's a lot of natural, functional, medicine-oriented solutions, a combination of testosterone, a tiny little bit of Viagra at night so you get a nighttime erection. You need to keep a nighttime erection going as a man with the nitric oxide to improve your own vascular tone so you can pump the penis pump and the PRP, that's a sexual biohacking stack that works very, 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 very well for men as old as 70 and 80 years old. Wow. I think just such a great point because the capillaries, you know, in the penile region are the first ones to go when there's cardiovascular disease. It's a really, really, really early sign of cardiovascular disease. And you just explain that so beautifully. I think that's such a great, important point. So thank you for bringing that up. So let's get into the female ejaculation because I am really excited for this part because I have read books about this and they will say 30% of women will are the only ones that can have um, ejaculation. I like, I think that that's a common misconception. And so I'd love to hear about the female ejaculation and the female orgasm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, a lot of people write books that don't know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) I've written 34 books and published 20 programs of my own and others and have been doing this for 15 years. Many of my mentors are the most famous um, sexual experts in the world. So um, I, I have millions of fans and followers and I've literally through my program, Female Liquid Orgasm, with uh, that I published with Tallulah Sulis, who is a renowned expert in female ejaculation, we've probably sold, I don't know, 5,000 copies of that. And people are all over the world have learned how to have female ejaculatory orgasms, either solo or with a partner. So I, and I personally taught myself how to become a female ejaculator as well. And I've read every study out there. I've read all the books on everybody's opinions. I've talked to tons of doctors about it. It's definitely my sweet spot. So what I can tell you is a number of things. First of all, every woman can ejaculate. Everybody has the physical capability to do so. The second thing I can tell you is that it's not pee that comes out. It's uh, similar to prostatic fluid. It is. It comes down through your blood plasma. The same way your vagina gets lubricated through the blood plasma, your blood plasma is funneled through these little glands called Skene's glands and into the urethral canal where the contraction of an orgasm will press the fluid out. You'll get a little bit of incremental vaginal wetness, but the bulk of the fluid is actually shooting out of your pee hole, your your urethra. And what that means is that it's coming out of the face of your vulva below the clitoris and above the opening to the vagina, the introital sphincter. (laughs) I like to say these words because I think women, the more you know about your own anatomy, the better off you are. Um, I want to, I had a custom illustration created in this book. And you can download this book. This is the illustration. And I'm going to bring this back. I'm going to come back and show you this. The book is called Hot to Trot. 38 38 Fascinating Facts to Supercharge Your Sex Drive. It's at hottotrot.book. 
Com. And on page 12, I had a custom illustration created of female erectile tissue, because it's very important for you to know where all the parts are that need to get engorged with blood so that you can feel the sensation and pleasure of orgasm in, as, as intensely as possible. I like to have you imagine a banana, a banana is uh, it kind of looks like a penis so we start there your male body partner 50% of his banana sticks out of his body and 50% goes in and down into his abdomen it looks actually like a tongue as i said all of that's erectile tissue in there and when he gets turned on it fills with blood you have a banana's worth of erectile tissue as a woman only the stem sticks out as your clitoral glands and all the rest of that banana is actually in a little golden bracelet around the opening to your vagina. So what you'll find is that you have a clitoral head or glands, that's where all the, a lot of the nerve endings are. And then you have a clitoral shaft, just like a penis has the glands, the tip, you know, and the shaft. Then you have two little legs and they drape over the opening to your vagina inside underneath your labia. And then you have vestibular bulbs. They're like little punching bags that hang down and they're under your labia majora on the opening to your vagina on each side of the opening underneath your pubic hair. And then you have something called the perineal sponge. And that's a little thing that looks like a little brain between the opening to your vagina and the opening to your rectum where your perineal area is uh, right inside your body on the bottom, the floor of the cave of your vagina. That's why for some women, they're wired such that anal sex can feel even better for them than vaginal sex because they're getting the nerve endings of the anal sphincter and all that perineal sponge stimulated and they're enervated in a way that that feels really good to them. Also, all of these different types of orgasms are learned. So you can learn how to have anal gasms. You can learn how to have G-spot orgasms. You can learn how to have female ejaculatory orgasms where you you eject fluid. You can have cervical orgasms. You can have full vaginal orgasms. You can have body orgasms. You can have breast gasms, nipple gasms. You can have mouth and throat gasms. You have erectile tissue in your nose, your lips, your tongue, your throat. And so when you're giving a man pleasure, when you're going down on his penis, if you surrender to your own pleasure and get out of trying to do him, and you take your pleasure, you can take your pleasure from his penis in your throat and have orgasms. So these are a lot of different types of orgasms that you can have, but none of them do well without erectile function, the blood flow to your genitals, which comes from touch, massage, tongues, fingers, and then penises. So when you look at this picture of this incredible tissue, all this plumpy pillow tissue that's surrounding your whole vulva, and you think to yourself, man, the only thing I've ever done is touch the tip, the glands of my clitoris. I've never had a clitoral erection. I've never felt the shaft pop out. I've never noticed my outer labia getting plumped up. I've never gone into the channel between my inner and outer labia and pressed there. I've never stroked all the way around the opening of my urinary tract there where my pee comes out. I've never stroked that erectile tissue there. I've never put my finger in the roof of my vagina and massaged that. I've never gone all the way back in and stroked down in the back where my little tailbone used to be, all the way up at the top where my cervix is, the channels of my vagina along the sides, the, the, the literal sides of my vagina where the nerves run that feel good and send sensation down my legs. So once you start thinking, oh, wow, there's a lot of territory there I need to map, then you start getting all that good plump erectile tissue, which then it's bigger 
and puffier and it's stretched out and there's more surface area, which means there's now more pleasure to feel because when it's shrunken and flaccid, you can't feel much. But when it's plump, all that creates sensation. So the way to have a female ejaculatory orgasm is to stroke the G area at the top of your vaginal canal. And there are some very good wands and G-spotter toys that work beautifully to get in there. I have a G-spot guide. Let me see if I can tell you what the URL is. Hang on. I hope I have it here. Do I have it? I don't have it. So um, I'll tell you where to get it. I have a whole G-spot guide that, um, that teaches you what toys I recommend and shows you how to use them and why they're safe and what to watch out for. Um, and if you go to femaleliquidorgasm.com, you'll get the truths and myths about female ejaculation. And then you'll also get an email from me with the G-Spot Toys, Tools, and Lube Guide. Awesome. Thank you. That, we'll put the links down below so that people can find them. So that is fantastic. So just remind me what I offered. So yeah, right. Exactly. Are you keeping track? Yeah, I, I will go back and listen to it. I will keep track. So the um, another major question that that we got was women that have had some uh, a partial hysterectomy. Yeah. Are they, sex is painful for them and, mm -hmm. and starts to be painful after the trauma of yeah. that surgery. Yeah. Are those women able to have great sex again yeah. and or are they also able to ejaculate? Yeah. So um, hysterectomies can be extremely traumatizing to the entire abdominal cavity. And often there's um, scar seams and tissue that need a lot of tenderness. The number one thing you can do to recover from a hysterectomy is to begin to do very gentle massage. And I'm talking about right in the top of the abdomen, pressing down on the abdomen. And if you can get your partner Get, get some coconut oil, organic coconut, excuse me, I got a hiccup, organic coconut oil or organic sweet almond oil. And if your partner has rough hands, get polypropylene gloves and have them get nice tight fitting ones. They're almost too small. And then have him or her rub your belly and you tell them, go deeper, press there. Don't move. That's too hard. Don't, don't rub the skin. Rub below the skin, the tissue below the skin. Take your fin. This works on cesareans, episiotomies, bladder slings, hysterectomies. I mean, the thing is that you've cut the tissue, you've cut the nerves, you've removed pieces. And so your body has a lot of trauma. And the nerve, I mean, even after facelifts and things like that, you get so much nerve trauma. So really what you want to do is you want to use massage to get, take nitric oxide <laughs> and then use the blood flow to get everything moving again. And wherever there's specific pain, especially with something like a cesarean scar, uh, a flat palm of a thumb, very oiled up, rubbing right across that scar, really rubbing it. Um, for episiotomy, same thing, rubbing the perineal area with the flat of the thumb really helps. And think about how you want your lover to gather the blood into the area. All of that massaging it as frequently as possible. You'll feel it starting to soften. You'll feel the blood flowing. You'll feel yourself relaxing and releasing. And you'll your partner will be able to get in there more and more each day with massage to really move what needs to be moved. When you have a hysterectomy, they usually do not take the cervix. They usually leave the cervix there. 
So for the large majority, first of all, if anybody wanted to give me a hysterectomy, I would be looking for another doctor. So if you've already had one, water under the bridge. But if you haven't, I'd be really looking at what is functionally wrong and yes. how to fix it. <laughs> so I don't like to, even in just answering the question about hysterectomy, I'm against them. I don't think people should be taking your parts out. But some stuff so far gone that it has to be done or it's your choice and you are always in choice, but make sure that includes not having one. Then doing the massage and then doing internal massage. Now there's one other device that I think is very, very important. And that's this device called the V-Fit. And you can go to joylux.com slash Susan for this one and you get a um, additional replenishing lotion, which I absolutely love that goes with it. They have very nice natural products. This company, Joy Lux, they make this product, V-Fit, and it uses, have you seen this before? No. Oh, you're going to love this. You should carry these in your office. This, listen, you can hear it. You hear the vibration? Totally. Yep. And uh, this is a little intravaginal unit. It, so it goes up inside your vagina it uses three modalities for healing. The first thing it does is put warmth up there. You're going to want to put warmth post hysterectomy. You're going to want to use a V-fit if you have painful sex, lack of lubrication, incontinence, um, smells that all your doctors say you don't have anything wrong, but your vagina still just doesn't smell right. And you don't have bacterial vaginosis and you don't have a yeast overgrowth and it's the glycogen levels in your vagina. The red light really fixes that. Um, prolapses, pelvic pain. Um, you know, your your vagina got loose laxity, they call it, and it's too wide and open and floppy, and you can't feel anything. You can't feel your husband's penis in there, or it's practically sewn shut. It closed shut because you haven't used it so long. VFit works for all of those things. It helps open. And also helps tighten the and tone the internal structures. It uses heat, vibration, and low-level laser light therapy, red light therapy. The red light stimulates mitochondrial growth. The warmth does the, the collagen production of the vaginal mucosa that gets dry as your estrogen drops. And the vibration does the musculature toning. I personally use this as a little bit of foreplay for intercourse. I'll use this every other day. I put it in for 10 minutes. I scroll Instagram. I look on Facebook. And then when it comes to having sex with my husband, I'm already engorged internally. And he's going to give me a yoni massage externally before we make love. And so it already starts me off. It's almost like you just made love after you use it, but there's no friction at all. It's just warming everything up and making it full, getting it full of blood, getting it engorged, which is blood flow is everything with your vagina and your vulva. So this V-Fit is absolutely fantastic. Before they came out with this, the only thing that I could recommend to women was to go get either an RF or CO2 lasering of their vaginal mucosa. And if you've ever had a Mona Lisa or a Vivive or any number of those intravaginal lasering or RFs, they're doing micro damage and wounding to the subcutaneous tissue of your vaginal mucosa. It hurts like a mother fudge bear. <laughs> and you are weeping and it's painful for weeks and the Mona Lisa's and things you have to go back multiple times because it's like a five pass laser and it's like what I can do this for a third the cost one buy it own it DIY at home like I would never go back and laser my vagina again now that there's v-fit so this thing this is like thank you for saving my vagina's butt <laughs> Amazing. Oh my goodness. You have provided so much great information. Is there anything <laughs> that we left out, any hacks or tips or anything else that you want to add before we finish up today? Yeah. 
The other thing that I want to do is I want to make sure that when you're using lube, you're, I always say, never put anything into your mouth. You never put anything into your vagina that you wouldn't put into your mouth. If you wouldn't drink it or use it as a salad dressing, don't use it in your yoni. So you've got to, you're, you're trying to get rid of toxins, not absorb toxins. So if you're currently using a lube, you bought it, the CVS or the Walgreens or the Target or the Walmart or whatever, throw that crap out, girl. And what I like is sweet almond oil. I like organic avocado oil, as long as it's refined. Unrefined can be green and it'll stain your sheets. You Hobie, H-O-B-E on Amazon is a really good, beautifully viscous, wonderful internal lube that you could literally make a salad dressing with if you ran out of chosen brand organic avocado oil in your kitchen. And uh, don't use coconut oil in your vagina. Your your vaginal microbiome doesn't need you to introduce an antibacterial oil into it. So you're trying to keep your microbiome in, in good condition. And then the other thing I think that's always good is if you're one of those people that's always like, mm, I kind of got a little like, I don't know, something that's not quite right in my vagina. Obviously, the V-Fit is fantastic for regulating all the glycogen levels. However, I really like those Garden of Life raw women's probiotics. And I take one of them and I open the capsule and I put it in my hand and I put a little Kathy's healing lotion, also another Amazon product, 100% natural, Uh, internal and external skin healing lotion. And I make a little paste and I just insert it as far up in my vagina as I possibly can. And those probiotics directly in the vaginal mucosa can kind of help reestablish good qualities of bacterias that help a lot. And then, you know, cut down on your sugar and your booze and your carbs, of course, that always has to be said because... I see people eating all those sandwiches and pizzas and pastas, and I'm thinking to myself, what's your vaginal microbiome looking like, girlfriend? I mean, it's not got to be good down there. So (laughs) I know, Dr. Ann, you're like, yes, yes, that is true. (laughs) Yeah, when people have all those UTIs or dry vagina, I mean, it's like the list goes on and on, bacteria vaginosis, you know painful sex, et cetera. Like there's, there's problems. So yes. So yeah, I, I completely agree. So we go, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I catch you off? I was going to say on UTIs. I always like home. I'm I'm like, I like the grandma stuff. I like home. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. You know, it's good. Um, uh, When people take antibiotics for UTIs, I'm like, why, why don't do that? Uh, D manos, D hyphen M A N N O S E. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's what to take for a UTI. Mm-hmm. Yep, it works like a charm, guys. It yeah. works like a charm. Yeah. Do not. Yes, I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't know why people continue to just do rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of antibiotics. It's yeah. and then everything oh. else is jacked up, and then suddenly they have yeah. gut problems, and they have yeah. everything else going on, yeah. or they're having reactions to the antibiotics. Yeah, start with demanos. It's much better, much better way to go about it. Okay, where can people find you? Where can people find some of these materials? I know you have started to do that, but what's kind of the easiest place that's kind of one stop? Yeah. My main website is at personallifemedia.com, personallifemedia.com. And on the homepage, there's a search box and you can search on anything and you'll get articles that you can read. Uh, And then I have hundreds of free videos on betterlover.com. That's another really good place. If you, for example, if you're like, well, she said penetration orgasms are a learnable skill. How do I learn? Just go to my website, type in penetration orgasms, and you'll get articles, links to videos, all kinds of stuff. And then all my free stuff is attached in there somewhere. I just have you know, when you write and have 34 things that you give away, there's, you know, it's like, okay, what do I want first? Just know that your sexuality is a part of your, your, I would say maybe just like your, your personal growth. And as you mature and develop, 
your sexual desires, your sexual appetite, what what's right for you, what turns you on is going to keep evolving. So you can fix anything that's wrong with your yoni is fixable and or there's a workaround for it. Anything that's wrong with your partner's equipment is fixable or there's a workaround for it. If you are stuck because you have physical issues or even emotional issues that have broken your intimacy, you can solve these problems. There are answers for them. Most people, they just give up. Don't give up on your sexuality. You need it for your overall vitality. You deserve to have pleasure at the pace that you need it in the way that you need it when you need it. When you, if you can't get yourself going for sex, but you know you want it, have your partner give you a yoni massage and love you and ask for what you need because you deserve it. And you've been, if you've been having crappy sex, start learning about sex and learning techniques, learn how to talk to your partner and establish that, re-establish that relationship if you need to. And if you're single, use solo pleasuring, make love to yourself, keep your equipment working and learn how to become a multi-orgasmic woman because there's so much pleasure to be had. Don't give up on yourself. Keep going. We're here for you. Dr. Ann is here for you. I am here for you. We want it for you. We'll hold space till you get there, girl. We will. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so helpful, so informative. I think it's a topic that is not covered very much. It should be. There is a lot of misinformation out there. And so I think that this has been so inspiring. And so thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me and for the courage to talk about and stand for people's sexuality. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com for links to their site and other educational resources.